You're watching Alaska's News Source. Good evening, odorless, tasteless, and sometimes deadly. That's a description of carbon monoxide that can be inside your home. As Lauren Maxwell tells us, it happened to five Anchorage residents on Christmas Day who were taken to the hospital for carbon monoxide poisoning and who were lucky to survive. The incident happened in a trailer home off McCary Street in East Anchorage, where residents were using a cooking appliance to heat their home. The fire department says when they arrived, carbon monoxide levels were dangerously high. At the numbers we had in this incident, above 120 parts per million, that can be immediately dangerous to people in that home. And the longer people are exposed to that CO, the more serious it becomes. Last year, the Anchorage Fire Department says it responded to 131 incidents where carbon monoxide levels were considered unsafe for the home. According to the department, the problem is more common in winter when homes are closed up tightly and may not have enough ventilation for things like furnaces or hot water heaters to function properly. And if the house is set up too tight, there's not enough air coming into the fire, so it will draw air back down the ventilation flue and reverse the flow, bringing CO into the house. Which is why properly maintained alarms can be lifesavers. The department says a CO or smoke detector that beeps every minute or so is usually low on batteries. But in an emergency, those beeps would be nonstop. If there's a real issue, you hear that four beeps and a pause, four beeps and a pause constantly. He says people who hear those alarms, especially if they're not feeling well, should definitely call the fire department and head outside immediately. Lauren Maxwell, Alaska's News Source. Tonight, a J-Bear spokesperson tells Alaska's News Source their security forces stopped an off-duty APD officer who they say had driven to base drunk for a holiday event last month. APD adding they suspect the 24-year-old of driving an unmarked patrol car there. Georgina Fernandez tells us he's also suspected of having firearms. Georgina. Tonight, APD says 24-year-old Anchorage police officer Ethan Copeland faces charges for being drunk, driving an unmarked patrol car, and having firearms when he showed up to base for what the J-Bear spokesperson describes as a holy event on December 9th. APD says J-Bear security forces for the 673rd stopped Copeland after he received a driving complaint and weeks and after APD's charges, the officer is still employed as their internal investigation and another criminal investigation from the Office of Special Prosecutions both continue. APD says Copeland was off duty. He was driving what's called a soft marked vehicle APD describes that as an unmarked car with lights, sirens, and government plates. The J-Bear spokesperson says once their security forces noticed Copeland was impaired, they transported him to APD, where the traffic unit charged him with operating a vehicle under the influence and being drunk in possession of firearms. The APD spokesperson telling us today Copeland was charged. He was not physically jailed per the bail schedule, he was released on his own recognizance. His arraignment has not yet occurred. That means Copeland was released without posting bail, promising to show up to for court. His arraignment is set for January 29th. APD did not release this information before Alaska's news source asked questions. 
And tonight we have asked if the firearms are his personal guns or the department's. ABT, APD declined an interview and Jaber's spokesperson said they were not able to do an interview today. Maria. All right, thank you, Georgina. A mother is pleading for answers about the murder of her son back in 2019. The case is now being considered a cold case by Alaska State Troopers. Lexi Elvichin joins us now with more on what the mom and troopers hope to learn. Karen Lee Melvin is asking for help. It's now been more than four years since she found out her only son, Johnny Kellogg, had been murdered. This morning, she renewed her plea for someone to provide information that could help solve the case. Kellogg died on Christmas Day in 2019. He was 47 at the time. He was reported missing three days later by his girlfriend and later found dead outside on a property just south of Wasilla near Green Street Circle. Although Alaska State Troopers have suspicious suspicions, they don't have evidence or answers. But troopers hope someone who knows something about the death will come forward. Melvin described her son as a well-liked, hardworking man who had lifelong friends and was quick to help a friend in need. Who would do this to someone, such a kind person? Up to this point, we just don't have uh, a lot of tips or any information that can help us uh, gain some traction or lead or, of some sort. I'll have the full story on this homicide cold case, including the details leading up to Kellogg's murder, murder tonight at 10. Maria. We'll see you then. Thank you, Max. Troopers are asking anyone who has information regarding this death to please share it with them. You can call MADCOM Dispatch at 907-352-5401. The case number is right there on your screen, and you can choose to remain anonymous. The Anchorage Fire Department says it's had to get creative in the way it's responding to incidents due to this season's heavy snowfall. However, Steve Kurtz says there are ways the public can help out. Steve. Maria, Fire Chief Douglas Schrage says the heavy snowfall this winter has created quite a few obstacles for the Anchorage Fire Department, but some of them are controllable. The fire chief told assembly members its fleet has sustained damage due to roadways being narrowed, causing some vehicles, vehicles to have to be taken out of service. He said residents can move cars off of crowded streets filled with large snowbirds. Additionally, the chief said there have been a handful of roof collapses in the last month or so, most notably the Spinard Builder Supply Building. The chief says his department is encouraging people to prevent those from happening in the first place. One of the commonalities that we've observed is many of these are 80s era construction with flat roofs. And these hanging cord trusses are prone to failure when they're subjected to weight year over year uh, and, and the, the wood dries out and, and they tend to fail. Additionally, at the Public Safety Committee meeting, Police Chief Michael Curl said so far the police department has implemented nearly 100 of the 350 body-worn cameras for officers. He says the department is still on pace to have full, implementa full implementation by the end of the year. All right, thank you, Steve. And turning to weather, let's take a live look outside. Tonight we're seeing cloudy skies in Anchorage with the storm moving in from our south and a warning still in effect from much of the state because of wind. 
Chief Meteorologist Melissa Fry joins us now with that forecast. Melissa. Yeah, Maria, it's an impressive storm system. This is now the second day that we're seeing the impacts across much of Alaska when it comes to extreme wind, especially in the Aleutians in the southwest corner of the state. Those high winds extending all the way through the interior, throughout the west coast, and to the slope where blizzard warnings continue tonight for wind gusts to 65 miles per hour. Also seeing those high winds through Thompson Pass and heavy snow on the way for areas of southeast and some portions here of south central. Right now you can see it's rain in Seward and Homer, seeing rain in Cordova. And as that moisture pushes north and east, we will see that snow spreading in from Kenai to Anchorage and eventually into the valley by early tomorrow morning. Now it's not going to be much. We're looking at one to three inches of snow for Anchorage, slightly less in the valley, a bit more as you head from Birdwood to Portage and up through Turnigan Pass. And then again, that will mix back with rain closer to the coast in Seward and Whittier. This storm sticks with us through the first half of Thursday. Then it's scattered showers for the coastal areas. We'll see additional chances for some isolated snow showers here in Anchorage again Friday and then later into the weekend. Temperature-wise, we are warm. Made it back to the upper 20s today. We'll drop briefly into those lower 20s and teens overnight. But again, be prepared for snow for the morning commute through the early afternoon. And I'll have more details on the upcoming weekend forecast here in just a few minutes. All right, thanks, Melissa. You can stay up to date, of course, 24-7 with those updates on our free app. Just search for Alaska's weather source in the App Store. And it's that time of year again where we remind you to file for your permanent fund dividend. The online application is already available on the PFD website. It opened on the 1st and will stay open through 11.59 p.m. Sunday, March 31st of this year. But don't wait till that time. For those opting for a paper application, those are available at PFD offices all around the state. You can also find them at distribution sites across Alaska, a link to which you can also find on the PFD site. The Department of Revenue does say that the easiest way is to file online. If you qualify and choose direct deposit, you'll be among the first groups to receive the payout. Still ahead is some friendly and flavorful competition between students at the Alaska Military Youth Academy. Inside the Gates is up next. You're watching Alaska's News Source. The Alaska Military Youth Academy is oftentimes a second chance for high schoolers who have struggled in a traditional classroom and fallen behind. Students learn discipline, leadership, and life coping skills through a series of programs over a five-month semester. Carly Shrek tells us what one program cooked up just before graduation at this week's Inside the Gates. We're going to win because we made good food. It, we made it all from scratch. Versus the flavor of the Philippines. I think my team is going to win, the Filipino team. I have a lot of confidence in us. It's part of the Academy's culinary arts program. And on this day, they're prepping their courses. It's called the Iron Chef Competition. I actually have to recuse myself as a judge because while we're here today, I got to taste some of the, some of the uh, food. And I would hate to be biased going into the uh, judging. Guess I'll recuse myself as well. While this program has these kids plating up dishes well beyond their years. The appetizer is arancini. It's also serving a much larger purpose. We instill teamwork within their, the two teams. So that's very important when everybody's got to work with each other to make this work. Teaching them necessary tools to successfully navigate their transition into adulthood. We're a leadership program. Our program is there to 
both teach skills, coping skills, life coping skills, and develop the leadership and potential in cadets who might be struggling getting through high school. The kind of guidance Avea Stout desperately needed. I always doubted myself. I never knew I could get good grades because I was always failing. But I came here and I came to academics and I've met great instructors who impacted my life so, so greatly. But Stout certainly has no reason to doubt herself anymore. Because after the dishes were presented, the food was tasted, and notes were jotted by judges. It was her team that came out on top. Inside the gates of J-Bear, Carly Shrek, Alaska's news source. Oh, it all looks delicious. Now, Carly admits that she did try a few bites from both teams while they were prepping. She says it's a good thing she wasn't a judge, because otherwise, it would have been a tie. Well done. Well, if you enjoy stories about life inside the gates, you can catch up on any of our um, inside or outside the gates categories on our streaming platforms. You can see right there. That's uh, Amazon, Apple, Amazon Fire, and Roku. Just add the Alaska's News Source channel to the lineup. And coming up after the break, I'll have a look at that full statewide forecast, including the impacts from that wind and how much snow you should expect, including here in South Central. But first, a look at those daylight hours. We are now gaining more than two minutes of daylight with each day. Our sunrise this morning uh, was up a little earlier, got up at 10 at 12 this morning, setting just before 4 p.m. We'll see you after the break. Stay with us.